We haven't entirely nailed down what element it is yet, but I'll tell you this, it's a lively one. Let's give your parents a call right now. Hello, welcome to episode number 121 of Gaming with the Moms. My name is Nicole Tanner. I've been around the video game industry for a pretty long time. I'm also the mom of a fire year fire year old. I'm a mom of a fire, <laughs> fire year old. Fire year old. I mean, sometimes that's a perfect sometimes way to describe it. Feels that way. I know exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also joined by fellow mom Regina McMenemy, uh, who is from the Geek Embassy and is the mom of a three, almost four, right? Almost, almost four, four, yeah. Two months. Yep. Yeah. 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 Poor Regina's been sick. Very. <laughs> Horribly. Yeah. Terribly. I'm glad it's not contagious because we record right. away from each other. Yeah. We're not in a room because I would be, you know, I keep yeah. telling everybody my house has got the plague, so don't come over. Right. Um, and, and then also joined by uh, our resident dad, Stephen Dutzman, who is editor and founder of EngageFamilyGaming.com. Hey, Stephen. Hey, what's up? How much? How's it going? Okay. Did you guys have a good holiday? Um, yes. Although, um, so funny story. Okay. Um, I think my oldest, uh, learned the lesson this uh, year okay. that if you're gonna be specific in what you want, uh-huh. you need to be specific in what you tell people. <laughs> um, and that there is no value in humility when people legitimately want to give you exactly what you want. Yeah. And... Don't say, oh, nothing, I don't care. Right. Oh. When you really do. Um, so I think he had his first really disappointing Christmas. Oh. But we don't really know. <laughs> Why? But we suspect it. Uh-huh. But you, you know how it is. Some yeah. kids are hard to read. And um, it could very well be that it might be fine. And then it's just compared to his siblings who literally shrieked <laughs> at everything they opened. Um <laughs> We gave our middle child Rocket League, but oh. you give on the Switch. But we gave it to him digitally. Uh-huh. So I wrote a note that said, "Look on the Switch," yeah. and I ducked and we duct taped it to a package of egg noodles <laughs> and wrapped that. <laughs> and he opened the egg noodles with the written note side down and got really excited. <laughs> and then I was, and then he just put it down and moved on. And I was like, "Wait, bro, you gotta." <laughs> Don't, don't, <laughs> just look at the other side. I love egg noodles. Yeah. You know, wow. He was like, oh man, I love these. Can we have these later? And I was like, yes. <laughs> but, so, um, so it was, a, it was, it was, I mean, I can't say it was bad. It went very quickly. Yeah. Um, they have had way, they, they've had way too many Christmases and they're going to have more. Mm. So, yeah. um, so yeah, no, it was good. How about you guys? I know cool. that you, uh, you guys don't celebrate. No, we don't celebrate. We did solstice. It's been a while since we recorded. Uh, we had an issue <laughs> with Anna as well. Like she liked like everything um, she got, and then the last thing we gave her was a Hatchimal because she's been asking like mad Hatchimal, Hatchimal, Hatchimal. Yeah. So I got that going on yeah, too. So did she I, like it? Well, the, the thing is, we got the wrong color, which um, was really oh. irritating. Because I didn't realize they came in different colors. Isaac is actually the one who bought it. So there's like a pink uh, version, which ha- comes up with like pink or purple things. Penguins, I think, is what hatch- hatches out of it. And then there's like a blue and purple that hatches dragons. So Isaac was looking oh. at the box and he's like, dragons way cooler than penguins. 
Plus, Anna likes dragons. But then she, like, opened it up, and she's looking at the box. And she, you know, they say on the front of the box, you'll get this one or this one. And she's like, but somebody in her class has a pink one. And I wanted to, like, literally melted down, oh. crying for the big present that we got her. I was so mad. Oh. I was like, go to your room. <laughs> I am not dealing with you right now. Um, oh. But eventually, you know, she got over it. And we were able to convince her that the dragon was way cooler. And then the Hatchimal thing is actually pretty cute. I mean, it's kind of annoying now, but it does this thing where um, you can see its eyes through the eggshell, and it sort of makes these noises, and once it gets to a certain point, it literally pecks the, the egg open yeah. with its beak. Um, and then when it comes out, it sings, like, uh, happy birthday <laughs> to itself. I mean, not, not with the words, but sort of right. like, like the humming yeah. sound, which I thought, I'm like, wow, that is adorable, but it's not so adorable anymore. But, um... But yeah, it's from an engineering perspective. Yeah. I thought it was fascinating. Yeah, um, like they must have focused. They they must have like tested like the plastic shell on those eggs. Yeah, for a freaking year before <laughs> they figured out the right consistency, so it didn't like shatter on store shelves. Yeah, but um, I I mean I my daughter has one. We got one for her last year. This year we got them fingerlings, the the monkey things. I. Um, I'm sure Anna will ask for that, too. I have no idea. Um, the good news is when they finally become, like, around, they're only, like, 15 bucks. So oh, they're, okay. Um, and the fingerling things are, like, these cute little monkeys that you can, like, stick on your finger. And, you know, they have, they have sensors just like, you know, the Hatchimals and um, the Furbies and whatever. Um, but by nature, the fact that they're smaller, they're much simpler to, like, just play with. Uh-huh. Um, man, toys are just so weird now. <laughs> like, when I was a kid, I got... Like action figures that right. were like molded plastic, and that was <laughs> yeah. that was rad. Yeah. Um. And now I get my kids get a little AI robot right thing, yeah. and I'm like, what is it? <laughs> but the, I I do give support. The fingerlings for what they are uh-huh. are actually pretty adorable, okay. and they're 15 bucks. So like for those parents that are like, man, this thing is stupid. They're also fairly quiet. Okay. And that's the problem with things like Furbies and Hatchimals and Teddy Ruxpins and things, because that thing's back, by the way. I know, I Um, saw that. Yeah. Is they're all really loud. Yeah. They're really loud. Whereas, like, the Fingerling, like, literally, you could have them playing with it in the backseat of the car, and you might hear it if they were, like, talking to it and being loud. But, like, it's kind of innocuous, which I am a fan of. Right. Toys that make noise but aren't disruptive. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, and they're only 15 bucks, but they were so hard to find. We, um, you know, Santa brought them. Uh, yes. So we didn't have to deal with that. Yeah. Um, I, I have a feeling that in our house, uh, Santa found them very, very early. <laughs> right. Before, because, because Santa, we, we advised him early on that right. they were going to be a big deal. Um, yes. My wife is like remarkably good at predicting trends. When she looks at the toys. Yeah. She's like, no, these things are going to be baller. And they were. Yeah. And we yeah. have an extra one that we're giving away, by oh, the way. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah. No, that was the same thing with the Hatchimal. Like, Isaac had been looking on Amazon, um, like, a month ago or whatever. And the only ones you could see were ones where the price was jacked all the way up because yeah. they weren't available. Because and he's like, oh, yeah. crap. And then he went to Target and found one and bought it, like, right away. He's like, I didn't want to wait on these things. They had it. I got to get it because this, she's been asking for a year and then she still cried when she got it. It's going to take <laughs> me a while to get over that. It was so annoying. Oh, my God. Oh. Anyhow, if I had done um, that you know, when she... I was growing up, like I would have been in so much trouble. 
I mean, not the, you know, my parents. To be fair. As good as mine. To be fair, she is five. I know, but still. And I don't know if you know, but five-year-olds are real dumb. (laughs) They're real dumb. They're real dumb. They don't know what's good for them. Color is huge. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I know she watches a little bit on YouTube, right? Because I know that's where Iris gets the whole, like... Hatchimal uh, thing is she, like YouTube and all that no, stuff. No, no, she know. got it from kids, her friends oh, at school, yeah. at their daycare. Someone had one, and then now um, in kindergarten, someone has one too. Which is weird because she said they brought it to school, but you're not supposed to bring toys to school. Like that was the rules that were sent home to us. I'm, I mean, I'm sure not all the parents read the the rules, but we have been like or follow them, pouring yeah. over every cool. document that we get to make sure Re- that we Regina. understand everything. Regina, go figure. Nicole and Isaac, <laughs> real sticklers on the rules that are sent home to them. Like, that... um, I mean, if I had to guess, you're lawful evil. It's fine. Like you gotta follow the rules. Um, but I mean, that doesn't surprise me at all. It's super on brand, and I and I appreciate that. But you're absolutely right. Apparent because Hatchimals were huge last year. Yeah, last huge. year was the gift. Yeah, like it was the Turbo Man yeah. last year, right? So. There are tons of kids who have them, and they're not—they're um, not throwaway toys, you right, know. Like yeah. my kids put it away, but they'll bring it out, like a, you know, and they'll play with it because it's interactive. Yeah. So it does not surprise me at all that somebody who maybe missed last Christmas got it for a birthday mm-hmm. and brought it into school because they're small. They are also small enough. They are, yeah. That a conniving little jerk could sneak <laughs> yeah, it into a backpack. Into a backpack. <laughs> yeah. You know, these fingerlings, yeah. man, that I'm certain that my middle son, who we got one for because he loves monkeys, um, <laughs> is going to try and bring it to school. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, I tried to tell him already. I'm like, if you try and sneak this in, I'm not even going to have to punish you because the kids at school are going to, like, wreck you. Right. And he's yeah. like, no, it'll be fine. The girls will like it. I'm like, the girls will like it. I'm worried about the boys. They're going to wreck you. Right. So, <laughs> like, I'm just saying. <laughs> Not trying to say I support and, and approve of what the bullies do, but like, come on, there comes yeah. a point. The other if thing, just, um, <laughs> it's like shaking a stick at <laughs> a rattlesnake. It's like, come on. <laughs> All right, Regina, how was your Christmas? Did you uh, order get everything she wanted? Um, no, because she did not get a Hatchimal. So, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but her birthday's in two months, and yeah, my yeah. plan was that she could have one for her birthday. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to meet her, you know, what she was getting. She wants a Hatchimal's birthday party, so. Oh, wow. I, I, oh, but that's going to be so easy, though, from, a, like, a decor because I know you like to go all out with decorations. I do. Like, it's just, like, egg-shaped. Like, yeah. I mean, the egg shapes with polka dots, like, come yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> you could not have, like, because you went all out with trolls last year. I, I remember it. Yeah. And trolls is <laughs> at least somewhat complicated. Yeah. Like, because yep. there's at least variety. But like Hatchimals is just straight up eggs tan and hearts on eggs and yeah. hearts. It's yeah. it's amazing. So yeah. it's gonna be yeah serious yeah. heart hands for your daughter. Yes. I'm giving you I'm giving like, serious heart hands. Like, yeah, make it easy on me. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. good at that. But um, yeah, but and she wants both the she wants a big one, of course, but she also wants the little ones because oh, there's a whole yeah. bunch of little ones. Oh, the little too. ones are awesome. The yeah. little ones I actually really I don't know if you bought any. I haven't. Um, no. So the little ones are a little bit bigger than Shopkins. Okay. Um, and my, I mean, if you have a child who will play with them, like mm-hmm. if they're just collectibles, then they're throwaway anyway. But right. like if they'll play right. with them, yeah, they're they're made out of decent plastic. Yeah, the paint's not Shoot. bad, so it's not like they chip. 
Yeah, she loves cheap, little relatively. figurines and yeah, yeah, playing with stuff like that. That's like her favorite thing. We got her the Moana figurines. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got her a, a bike or Santa brought her a bike. I shouldn't say that too loud because she's home. <laughs> <laughs> Santa brought a bike and a, um, Hello Kitty helmet for her, a balance cool. bike and a Hello Kitty helmet. And she had absolutely no interest in it whatsoever. What was hilarious <laughs> about this for me, um, because this is the first year that she's, like, like, she was aware last year, uh-huh. but this was, like, the first year, like, she knew, like, she, you know, had it down. Yeah. Um. So we were shopping, and she had wanted a suitcase, and I was at Ross, and as you know, if you do any kind of shopping at bargain places, if you don't buy it when you see it, right, you it's don't gone. go back, and it's still there. Like, yeah. you know, especially when there were two, there were two little girl suitcases, and one was um white with um, um shooting stars on it. Mm-hmm. And she absolutely loved it. And I'm like, okay, we got to get this. I'm like, okay, well, you can have this. It's going to be for Christmas, though. And we're going to wrap it, and we're going to put it under the tree. Yeah. So this is the one thing that she knew she got. Mm-hmm. You know, she watched me wrap it. She helped yes. me pick it out. And it was the only thing she wanted to play with. Like, <laughs> she wasn't even interested in, like, all the other toys she had to open. She wanted me to – and I had put it in the back because I figured she wanted to open it last. She knows yeah, what yeah. it is already. No, like I had to dig it out of the back of the tree, pull it out, and get that out so that she could open her suitcase. And that was that, and like a hella, uh, My Little Pony notepad were like wow. the two things that she wanted to play with yesterday. It's always the random stuff. Right? I was just like, oh, okay. And then once, <laughs> once she opened the Moana figurines, that was pretty much the rest of the day was those. But yeah, it was just so funny that it was like, the suitcase of all things right. the suitcase yeah we so. got in a couple lego sets and she's actually been pretty into them um so so that's good that we didn't um buy all that for nothing we also bought she's been pretty good about being into stuff uh we got her like a like an inexpensive kids um keyboard like you know musical keyboard mm-hmm. Um, which she hasn't really touched at all. And Isaac beforehand was looking at these like expensive real keyboards. And he's like, right. Oh, I was thinking about getting this for Anna. I'm like, <laughs> No, we need to make sure that she's going to want to do this before we right. invest in this because right. you're going to try to make her do it and she's not right. going to want to do it and you're going to get mad and this is just going to be a disaster. Yeah, so I'm like, Find a thing. kid's one. So, yeah. yes, we found a kid's one. But she hasn't yeah. really messed with it. So I'm really glad that we didn't go with the expensive one. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. That and I got her a book of uh, that they have at our preschool, um, which is um, Can You Hear It? I don't know if you've seen it. Mm. It's Metropolitan Museum of Art put it out and it's. Um, it's classical music songs with artwork that go with it. Mm. And so um, it's like the, um, you know, the bumblebees. And so, you know, do you hear the bumblebees? And it identifies all the music. And that's all uh-huh. she wanted to do yesterday. I'm like, uh-huh. we have a switch. Let's play the switch. She's like, no, no. Can you hear? <laughs> can you hear? <laughs> Which she's done like every day for like three months at school. But she's like, yeah. oh, I got to do it. So we went through that. But that's cool. It was just so funny that like the things that she already knew were the things that she was most interested in. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, um, so the other big stuff that has happened recently is um, The Last Jedi was released. Now, Regina hasn't <laughs> seen The Last Jedi yet, so... I've been so is, sick. This, this conversation is going to be pretty spoiled for free. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<clears throat> but um, I loved it. It had issues. Um, I saw it twice, though. Like, the first time I saw it, it was like, I felt like it was all over the place. Like, what is happening? But the second time I saw it, everything made sense. Like, I could see why all the pieces were there and what each one was trying to say. And there were a few things that could have been a little shorter. But it, you know, it, it made a lot more sense the second time. So everybody who's flipping out, I um, encourage them to go see it a second time. Because it makes more sense. I and mean, I loved it the first time. Um, which I didn't like. I really still don't understand sort of how divisive this movie has yeah. been. Yeah. Well, that's what's been interesting to be a person who hasn't seen it. And I've yeah. been trying to avoid, like, spoilers. but And I have so far. Like, I don't know yeah. any plot spoilers. But I do yeah. know people are, like, you know, of one or two camps. They're either in yeah. love with it or they're hating it. And I've seen all these articles pop up talking about how... The Empire Strikes Back went through the same thing. Yeah. Where that middle piece of the trilogy was hard, yeah. which is true because it's the bridge between, yeah. you know, the beginning and the end of the story. So it yeah. makes sense. But, you know, Empire got a lot of the same kinds of reviews that this yeah. is getting. So it's been interesting to watch that aspect. Yeah. I think the other thing, too, which Oops. is nice. <laughs> um, uh, did we lose someone? No. I no. Okay. Motioning. <laughs> I was raising my hand, but I don't. But I'm trying my very best to not interrupt. Okay, okay. Um, my wife has scolded me for interrupting you a lot. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Jenna. That's awesome. <laughs> um, but what I was going to say is, I don't even remember what I was going to say just now. Figures. Yeah, I've been trying to tell people, like, this is the middle of a trilogy. You look at any trilogy, the middle is a certain way. But the other thing that is great about this one is um so force awakens was basically like a new hope with different characters i mean it hit all the right. same notes it was really safe they did what they knew was going to be popular they took some big risks with this one and i think the risks have paid off story-wise so much so that i have no flipping crew clue as to how this is going to turn out huh. which is odd i really don't know which way they're going with the uh, main characters character hmm. A main character. <laughs> um, the reaction to this game, or not this game, this movie. <laughs> yeah. The reaction to this movie is a hundred percent the result of our on-demand, hot take, need to know everything right now mm. culture. Because the reality is, this is the middle movie yeah. of a trilogy that is one hundred percent built around lying to you. <laughs> right. The original trilogy was about lying to you. Yeah. The <laughs> characters literally died protecting lies. Yeah. That's true. And so the entire conceit of this movie is that everything is connected, but they try and make it look like they're not right. Like this whole series is that it's all about this one family, yeah. but they want to make it look like it's not. And so now we've figured it out. We, it's all about this one family, right? Cause we have seven movies to tell us that it's all about this one family. Um, and they're BFFs. So the, and people, it took people for whatever reason until now to figure that out. And I don't know why. And so people are expecting answers in the middle part of a trilogy in a movie that's all about lying to you. 
Right. And that's insanity. Yeah. Like, a tr- first off, good story structure is at the end of Act Two. You're not supposed to know the answer. And right. this is story structure 101, which yep. the rea- the entire basis of Star Wars was an uh, was an ape on the so- story structure. It was yeah. written so fast because he just had. You know, he wrote it all so fast because he had freaking Joseph Campbell's Hero with a Thousand right. Faces and just yeah. color painted by numbers right. and made it a samurai movie with yeah. laser swords. Like, this is not deep art house cinema. Like, yeah. it never has been, and people are assuming that it should be. And guys, shut up. It's space wizards, laser swords, um, <laughs> and spaceships. And um, if you're looking for, like, this deeper, like, you know, like, come on. This is not... It's not the Great Gatsby. Like right. you're not gonna get like that, and people are hoping for that because yeah. they feel like they need that, and they got that out of the original. They got that out of the original trilogy because we've had thirty years for critics to dissect it, and right. this movie's been out for freaking two weeks. Yeah, just shut your yap. Yeah. Um, it also and stop- it, it seems to be deviating <coughs> from your straight up hero story, which is very interesting because they ha- because they had to, otherwise yeah. it was just going to fail. Yeah. Disney know one thing Disney knows they have to do, in, and this is the last thing I will say of it because I don't want to spoil it anymore. But like one thing Disney knows they have to do in order to make it so they can do this forever is they need to do something that is different. Difference. Yeah. And it, we can't just, I mean, so anyway, that's that. But yes. what I will say is, um, complete sidebar, if you listen to this show and you're one of those people who goes to change.org to make changes to <laughs> pop culture things, you are a bad, Get you are bad and you should yourself. feel bad. Yeah. Change.org like, I saw that and I'm like, for, come on, really? I have a friend, I have a friend who is, who I respect great, a great deal, who shared that in all sincerity, and I was like, bruh, you just, that's, I get what you're saying. The way you make that, the way you sign that position is you just don't go see the movie anymore. That's how right. you sign the posi- the petition. Yeah. You don't go see the movie. You don't buy it on Blu-ray. Yeah. You don't go see it again. You don't buy any merch. You just stop. Um, and if more of you don't buy it than yeah. those of us that are happy and will continue to buy it then right. Disney of all companies will uh, will about face right um they respond to criticism look like they've abs- and we know they respond to criticism look at Moana right Right? right, like look at their movies that have come out, and look at you know, look at look at their movies. They are slowly moving in the right direction. Yeah, um, because they got pressure. Yeah, because yeah. a whole audience stopped. So they're owned by Disney. So voting with your wallet works now. Yeah. George Lucas was a crazy man who will do whatever he wants, <laughs> um, and doesn't care about your money because yeah. he has more money than God. Um, <laughs> Disney all just wants more, so they'll listen to you now. Yeah. So yeah. don't sign petitions. That's real stupid. It is. And if you want to at me about that, um, I say it. my Twitter handle at the end of every podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As a writer, I totally hate that. You know, well, I want a petition to change the story to blah, blah, blah. Shut up. <laughs> Literally, people, shut up. This is somebody's creative thing that they have spent time doing with their vision. This isn't for, I mean, they hope that people will enjoy it. But honestly, right. at the end of the day, this isn't about you. This is about them expressing themselves I mean, creatively. So, so to play devil's advocate in regards to that point, <laughs> this was created by Disney. Yes. So I understand. So like the, the art. So it was about them. 
Okay. Because Disney created this with the intention of attracting an audience and make and making that audience happy. I just so so I, I think the artiste argument doesn't necessarily apply with works created specifically for a mass market audience. With that said, I think we both arrive I, we disagree on some of the fine details, but we arrive at the fine point a little bit differently. Yeah. It's like you are allowed to complain and you are allowed to be upset. Yes. I get it. I don't like everything I watch. I don't like everything that I play, but the way that I, the way that you protest that is by not buying it yes. anymore. Right. You, change.org was designed to try and like, you know, change, change things. <laughs> Um, for social good, <laughs> yes. not making Star Wars match your thing. Also, right. can we talk about the people that complain about Star Wars being full of SJW nonsense? What the hell do you think a Jedi is? <laughs> anyway, um, <coughs> I just, I just, I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, so, so are we ready? So, do we want yes. to talk about our games of the year now? Because uh, well, well, we'll talk really quickly. Oh, is you- there news? No, not really. Oh. But this is it's related <laughs> to the Last Jedi's Battlefronts campaign. Now that the Last Jedi is out, people are starting to talk a little bit about this. Apparently, there is a link between the campaign and Battlefront and uh, the Last Jedi. A small one, but there is one. So much so that Isaac, we bought the game. I forgot to say that the last time we recorded it. Isaac bought it because it was on sale for half price or something. Um, and he had been avoiding playing the campaign. Um, because he thought that there was going to be a spoiler in there about the new movie. So, anyhow. But yeah, so I mean, the, there is a connection. If you haven't seen The Last Jedi, maybe you don't want to play the campaign to Battlefront yet. Just saying. Putting that information out there. But yeah, that's about it. Um, it's holiday season, which means there's no news. Because game developers take the entire holiday season off. Unless they're in um, crazy crunch mode and have to ship a game in January. Other than that, then they're... They're gone. They're off, yeah. If I may. Yeah. There was one piece of news that I think is kind of cool. Okay. First off, the Steam sale is happening right now. Oh, okay. Go go do it. Um, this is this. If we were recorded last week, my tip of the week was going to be go buy Steam gift certificates for people mm. because um, you yeah. basically are doubling or tripling your money. Um, Especially if you buy someone and tell them to go play Skyrim because it's like a like a dollar and you can play it for fifteen million hours. Yes. Um, this is totally niche, but my people will respect this. Okay. Romancing Saga Two is remastered. It's out on Switch, PS4, PC, Xbox One, and it's really freaking good. Okay, that's all. Romancing. This is a remake of a sixteen-bit RPG okay. that is. Old school as hell, but they made some really interesting updates that I really hope filter their way through other remakes, a 16-bit remakes. Cool. Thank you. That is all on yeah. the news front. No, um, no. Unless you really want to talk about Persona dancing all night <laughs> coming <laughs> I, later next year. Something just popped into my head that is completely tangential. Uh, we finally saw Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, you finally nice. saw it? Finally saw it, yes. Nice. Um, I'm curious as to how that's tangential. Because it's, it's tan- like it's a tangent or it's tangentially related. Uh, because Which, what, what I was going to say is at the end, um, Tony Stark mentions Vision. And I was like, oh, man, Steve has to flip out about this. Do you oh, not dude. remember that? Oh, I freak out constantly okay. every time Vision comes up. Okay. Um, how about this? I freak out about the Vision so much, I can't even watch A Knight's Tale. In my head, 
Vision is Chaucer in A Knight's Tale. Like, in my head, that's him. That movie gets real weird if you think about it that way. Yeah. How, do either of you like A Knight's Tale? Do, yeah. Did you watch A Knight's Tale? I haven't. But yep. I know what? Oh Wait, let's pause this right now. <laughs> Nicole? What? You need to see A Knight's Tale. Okay. Yo, A Knight's Tale... Do you even know what I'm talking about? Vaguely, yes. When did that come out? It was like a while ago, right? Oh, I mean, it's older, yeah. but it holds yeah. up. Okay. Basically, they were going to do a re like a, it was going to be a series of movies, and mm. then the guy died. But they were going to, what was his name? I can't remember. He, did, he was the Joker. I forget his name. Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. Oh, okay. and, a, and like, and Alan Tudyk. And the the dude that's uh, that's Vision, we're all gonna be cast in. They were gonna do like modern ish send ups of old British fiction. So the first yeah, one was okay. a Knight's Tale, and like Chaucer was right. a character, and so like it was gonna be like a Knight's yeah. Tale. And then they were gonna, they, one of the ones they were talking about is they were eventually gonna do Moby Dick, mm-hmm. and they were gonna use all the same actors, mm. but they and they were gonna make this They're movie that characters. was set yeah. in the same. You know, they were going to be set in that time period, but they have, like, a modern soundtrack and, like, it's it's self-aware. Yeah, like, (laughs) Queen is in it. And at one point, they're playing We Will Rock You, and, like, the people in the stand are, like, doing the, are, like, stomping to the beat of We Will Rock You. Yeah, It's self Like, at one point, the blacksmith etches a Nike symbol on his jousting armor. Like, it's one of those things, like, it's right. very, very, uh, like, self-aware, but it was amazingly funny. Okay. Um, and um, so in my head canon, Vision <laughs> is Chaucer in that okay. movie, okay. Um, and it makes that movie so much better to me. <laughs> um, but anyway. Uh, yeah, Homecoming was good. It was really good. good. I enjoyed it. Anna watched it with he- us. We took Anna to... Um, Last Jedi, that was the second time we saw it. We took her um, because we had showed her all of the Star Wars films um, leading up to that. And uh, With the exception of the prequels. Yeah, I was asking her, I'm like, well, what did you think of it? And she said, well, there were some scary parts with the guy when he was fighting Luke and blah. And I'm like, you know what? You know, man babies who are yelling at people kind of scare me sometimes too. (laughs) So that's okay. Uh, But she loved the Porgs. Obviously, of, of course. Of course she did. She loved the Porg. I'm 100% so. pro-Porg. Yes, exactly. And all the people pro that are Porg. anti-Porg, Pro-Porg. they're not going to be around all that much. Yeah. They'll be fine. Yeah. But the 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 one from the trailer of the Porg screaming on the on the yeah. dashboard of the yeah. freaking Millennium Falcon, I that's my meme forever. <laughs> right. yeah. I, I am 100%. I need a Porg plushie, and yes. I need it now. Well, they have, um, I was actually oh. looking for them the other day. They have one that makes the noises and flaps. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm buying it now. Let me go. Is it on Amazon? Yeah, that's where I found it. All right. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so let's move into our topic, which is the best games of the year. Uh, I'm going to start off by saying I did not play a ton of games this year. Like, this is probably the least you. number of games <laughs> of any year ever. That it's I good. I got you guys covered. Yeah. So yeah, I figured Stephen would would be yeah. with us. But yeah, li- literally, this is the, uh, the the fewest number of games like ever in my life. Um, well, you know, once games have been a thing. Uh, so uh, so yeah. So I I just want to temper all of my choices with the fact that I haven't played a lot of stuff. So that you know means I don't have a lot to choose from. So, so how do you guys want to do this? Do you uh, do we just want to go around and talk about what we liked, or 
do we want to do like a countdown-ish start stop thing where we say our you know maybe our number five pick and then we walk down to our number ones well i guess the first question is do we each have at least five i have i think i have three i have four okay yeah so i have five okay and I could expand if necessary, um, <laughs> but I have five, and some of them are pretty obvious. So, um, why don't you start with know. your five, Stephen, and then we'll go around. All right. Um, all right. So um, I will start with my number. Let me just check my order here. You can cut this out and post. Hold on, I'm just. Yeah. Okay. All right. So my top five games for the year, and this is helpful for me because I have to write that article. Uh, so number five, it's um, so before I say, there's a general theme. Four of my five games were playable on the Nintendo Switch. Okay. Um, part of that's because I love Nintendo enough to make up for the fact that Nicole hates it. <laughs> um, but also because I think Nintendo put out some really quality stuff this year. Yes, um, I'm not going to argue knows with that. that. I will not so, argue with that. Good, because you you really wouldn't have had a ground to uh, like to stand on on that argument. So yeah. thank you. Uh, way to go, being right. Okay. Um, yeah. So number five uh, is Splatoon Two. Mm. Um, when that game was announced, a lot of people gave it crap because they were like, "This isn't a full sequel. It's you know, it's basically just a D, like an HD version of Splatoon. Mm. It is not. There's a lot to this game. Um, it is cool. We are still coming back to it." Uh, we don't play it every day, um, but I don't think you have to. Um, we are, you know, we still talk about it. We pay attention. Like, it's not very often that a game really keeps our attention. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I think this was a great decision. Um, it, it, I'm glad Nintendo decided to bring a sequel for this to the Switch when they did. It was perfect timing. It was a great summer game. Um, <clears throat> and, I mean, my kids still love it. Mm. They still talk about it and play it. So that is... Uh, my number five. It's Splatoon two. Um, I think we've been playing this game for a very long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did either of you get to play Splatoon one? I, I for like two minutes. <laughs> like I started the tutorial and then I had to. Anna started crying or whatever because she was you know young when that was it. And yeah, I wasn't into the whole. Um, Having to turn the gamepad to, you know, look around type me, thing. And I me know, either. Okay, I know that you could turn that off, but you couldn't turn it off in the tutorial. So, like, I was getting irritated. Anna started crying, so I just I just never went back Dropped to it. it and went back. That's yeah. fair. Um, yeah. I did not like it either. I still don't play with it. Um, my And we, we just gifted Splatoon 2 to my wife's, um, to our nephews, mm-hmm. and... The first thing I did is I walked up to their dad after they opened it, and I was like, okay, if they don't like the motion controls, you can turn them off. Yeah. Eventually, when they get really high level and skilled, they're going to want to explore turning them back on. So Mm -hmm. keep in mind that it's there, and if they get sick in a couple of years, give it a shot. But until then, just turn off the motion controls. Um, But, man, I really love – it's just got such a cool style to it, Mm. um, which is just – it's just so annoying you know, how how stylish it is. Um, but there it is. Um, you know, like, it's so cool. You know what I mean? Like, everything everything in it just kind of just works. Right. Um, yes. Which I am a huge, you know, I, I'm a big fan of that. So that's All number right. five. 
Um, Number four. Wait, do you guys want to go? No, yeah, let's go around number by number. Um, Okay. So So my number four. four, My number four. It's also Nintendo. It's Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. Haters going to hate. I love that game. I still play it every day. It's amazing. Uh, So, yeah, that's my number four. Everybody's saying, oh, it's not a big Animal Crossing game. No, it's not a full Animal Crossing game. It's a free-to-play game on mobile. Duh. Of course, it's not a full Animal Crossing game. Um, They recently just added in um, some features. The gardening feature is in there now, which is kind of – it ups the interactivity between players, between your friends, because you can now go to their garden and do some cross-pollination with the flowers that they are growing there, and you can get some rare seeds for yourself to take back and plant so that's pretty cool you can also water their plants for them and then you get um you get i don't know it is friend powder or um something for that for watering each other's plants so it's way more uh interactive than just giving people kudos um so so that's cool there are more animals now they have already since launched um added like 10 animals just since launch so um so that's crazy nuts there's one thing that they changed that i'm at first was really irritated by, but now I'm kind of okay with, in that they limit the um, the amount of animals you can talk to in your campground and still uh, up their friendship level, um, which I was really annoyed at because that's the way I would get my high-level friends, just go around every three hours, hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? <laughs> um, so they changed that, and it's limited to about three characters every three hours that you can talk to. However, the ones that you talk to give you like huge sweet presents like yeah literally like 1500 bells yeah it's gonna say like a thousand bells or yeah something it's, like that. it's yeah. crazy so so i'm sort of okay with it now um i just built my uh carousel which is very cool um i'm getting ready to build the pool for the first time it's totally up in that had some awesome conversations I posted on Facebook, I don't know if you guys saw this, but there was a character that said, hey, I had a dream about you a while ago. It involved a T-Rex and a dyslexic shark. I'm like, what? And Isaac's like, somebody wrote that. And I'm like, yes, and it's awesome. That person is amazing. Um, and then there was, there was one today, this character's like, you know, sometimes I sit on that tree stump over there and then just wonder what the rest of the tree is doing. Like, maybe is it... <laughs> Is it being a chair somewhere? Or I was like, being a chair, that's awesome. So I love this game. It's already got more stuff in it than, quite a bit more stuff in it than launch. So if you played it for a while and were bored with it and put it down, I suggest picking it back up. They're having their New Year's event now too, um, where you can craft a bunch of stuff. Um, So yeah, that's my four Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. How about you, Regina? Oh, wait, Regina, um, you said you have three, right? I have three, yeah. Okay, let's go so back to Why don't you Steven go around, yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, my number four is Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Um, and this vaults over Splatoon 2. Uh, this was actually a battle while I was really thinking about this because um, I didn't know where to put, what to put where. Um, and it re- for me, it really comes down to the fact that um, Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle just came out of freaking nowhere Yeah, and was amazing for what it is um it won best strategy game at the game awards for a reason Mm -hmm. um it is really good it is really charming um it's made by ubisoft but i'm gonna be real um it looks like it could be a nintendo game and it Mm -hmm. plays just like it could be a nintendo game down to all the polish the little touches um 
if you are a new Switch owner, which I know there are a lot of you because a lot of people have been messaging me on social media talking about their new Switches, um, if you are one of those people, um, don't sleep on Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. I know that you're going to run out and you're going to grab, you know, two or three games just to get yourself, you know, you're going to get your Mario Odyssey, your Zelda, maybe like a couple indie games. Um, don't forget about Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle this year, right? Like the price is going to probably going to go down a little bit because it's not a true Nintendo game because um, those games never drop. Right. Um, it's a Ubisoft game. I expect the price should go down. Maybe there'll be a cool sale. This will be a neat game to grab and play. There's a lot to it. There's been DLC, mm. which, you know, um, and it's awesome. S- Luigi's a sniper, guys. Literally, <laughs> Luigi's a sniper. <laughs> nice. So that's Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Okay. All right, Regina, what's your number three? Um, I'm actually going to throw, it's not a new game from this year, but it's a game I picked back up again. So I'm okay. going to throw Hearthstone on my list um, because I've played it Ooh. probably the most this year. Um, and got really into it and really started to learn the pacing of the decks and how yeah. to actually play as opposed to like, you know, kind of noob status or what that I had before where I hadn't yeah. really kind of gotten into it. And I bought a bunch of packs so I could actually get into like crafting cards and all that kind mm. of stuff. So, um, yeah, so I'm going to throw Hearthstone on there. I also started playing Ranked, which I hadn't done before. So, mm. yeah, moving up in, in the, in the card battle the card battle game. So, um, and I've been enjoying it. So cool. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. My number three is monument Valley Two. monument Valley is this great puzzle game. The sequel is, uh, it's, it's more of the same really, but the same is so wonderful, um, that that's completely fine. It has a nice little story running through it, but it's not a story that kind of hits you over the head, you know it's a story, but there's something really, there's really touching little moments in it, especially for parents. Um, Agreed. That I think uh, people would really like. And it's beautiful, like I said, it's, it's, it's puzzles, it makes you, th- it's not so challenging that you just can't figure stuff out, but it's challenging enough that you're going to have to sit and think about some stuff a little bit. And that's like the perfect, for me, that's the perfect level of challenge, just you know, make me stop and think or make me try a couple times, but don't make me do this 20 times. Um, so, so yeah, so that's my three. Love it. Cool. All right, Steven. Um, my number three, now we're getting to the ones that like, come on, everybody knows what I'm going to say next. So, um, I won't belabor it. Um, my next one is Mario Odyssey. Mm -hmm. Um, that game's really freaking good. Um, it is an absolute must play for everybody that owns the Nintendo switch. No questions. Um, I read, man, I, <laughs> I've, I, I really like it. And you know what I really enjoy about it is the experience of watching my kids play it. Um, mm. And I think that is actually affecting me more than my time with it. Because the reality yeah. is I played Nintendo uh, Mario 64. Um, yeah. And this game is very much reminiscent of Mario 64. It feels yeah. the same. This is what I remember Mario. What's, and this is, this is what I remember Mario 64 looking like. Right. It doesn't, right? But this is what I remember it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, so for me, this was retreading real comfort, gra- comfortable ground. I was listening to 
um, the Girls on the What's Good Games podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to your girl, uh, Steimer, who I didn't know you were friends with. Um, because you know, because ev- she knows everyone. She knows, um, I know. She knows literally everybody. Um, her, her web of, uh, of intrigue and influence spreads wide. Um, anyway, um, the, uh, they, they refer, you know, somebody on there, uh, referred to it as like, you know, meatloaf and mashed potatoes, right? Like it's comfort right. food. Um, and this is a year where I needed that. Um, mm. you know, like this was a really garbage year, um, for a lot of people for a lot of reasons. And I recognize that I don't have a lot of those reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was still, you know, because being the position that I'm in, um, but it was still rough and I was still nervous a lot and shaky. Um, you know, like there are nights where I really had trouble falling asleep because of the, the way this year has gone globally, locally, professionally for me, et cetera. Um, so having the ability to just chill with Mario, um, and you know, kind of, it felt like going home, um, mm-hmm. which it was not a new experience, even though it looked pretty. Um, and it was great. And watching my kids experience it is like watching, you know, it, it, it that's where I've been getting the new experience, seeing them. Yeah. Like, just, like, just slack-jawed awe at, like, what Mario can do and what they are learning to do is pretty impressive. So, um, that's why Mario uh, puts itself as the number three on my list. Yeah. Uh, It's it's not on my list because I haven't played it, but I totally agree with you about um, just watching Anna. She's asked to play it all the time, um, and Isaac's playing it with her, and we were at... um, Sort of like a, a outing for uh, my mom's club. We went to like a zoo that had like a reindeer festival or whatever. And some friends that we hadn't seen in a long time because Anna's in kindergarten now. So she doesn't get to do that much. But like as soon as Mario topic came up between her and this other kid. Oh my God. You could not get them to stop. It was just. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was just amazing. So and she's still today asking my husband like three times. Can we go play Mario now? Can we go play Mario now? So, anyhow. Does Mario hang out with Noctis? Not yet. Like, are they boys? <laughs> are they boys? That's my real question. I'm wondering. <laughs> Not yet. Uh, we Well, we got snow here, um, which doesn't happen very often. And we got a, a few inches. So we were building snowmen yesterday. And Noctis, Noctis was helping us out with the snowmen. I think so. he seems like the kind of guy that would help with a snowman. He'd be a little <laughs> quiet about it, broody. But he would definitely help, and his teleport strike would be useful in some scenarios while building snowmen, <laughs> I think. Okay. Um, uh, all right, so Regina, uh, what's your number two? <coughs> um, well, I'm going to go, I'm going to follow in your footsteps. I'm actually going to say Animal Crossing Pocket Camp as well, um, because it's been, it's been great fun. I had to take a break from it because it does get a little, it did get a little repetitive. Yeah. Um, and I didn't, I looked, I looked... I think it was last night I started really kind of getting back into it. I gained a couple levels and went back in and did the thing. Um, and I was looking to see the last time Steven logged on. <laughs> <laughs> it's been like over three weeks. <laughs> um, you got to pick it back up, man. So Okay, fine. Hold on. <laughs> He's like, I want to log in just so I don't yeah. Just, I mean, <laughs> like start gardening. So it, so, it was, it was, it, yeah. it was complicated. It's, it, there's just so much to do, so much yes. to play. It's, it's a hard time of year. It is. It's a hard yeah. time of year. It's a hard time yeah. of year to keep up with it. So I recognize that it is good. It did get a little repetitive. 
It did, yes, absolutely. Yes. Um, I got a little fed up because I was trying to collect the um, candy canes because I wanted to get all the candy right, cane right. things, and I couldn't get the last two. And oh. so I think I kind of dropped it when I was like, well, <coughs> this isn't happening for me, so... Yeah. We'll take a break it's here. It's funny. Yeah. I got all the candy canes and crafted anything. And, you know, we don't celebrate Christmas. And I'm not particularly fond of Christmas. So I crafted everything. But didn't ever put anything <laughs> in my pants. And I still have extra candy canes left over. This is how much I plated. I have like 800 candy canes. Oh, my God. And I've crafted everything. Um, but the candy canes are done now. They've yeah. moved into their, their New yeah, Year's, New Year's. Um, yeah. thing. Yeah. So. yeah. So I started so, yeah. on that last night. But, yeah, yeah. I... I it's fun, and it introduced me to, um, oh, I can't think of the name of the game. What's not Pocket Camp? Oh. New Leaf? New Leaf. No. Yeah, New Leaf. I, I haven't played New Leaf, but it introduced me to the, the, the game, you know, characters and all that yeah. stuff. And I have New Leaf on my DS, and I'm probably, now that we have a Switch, um, going to be looking into getting it on, um, on my Switch as well. So, yeah. but it's not on your Switch, it's not on so you're gonna have Switch trouble yet. with that. No, not yet. My actual, I saw, uh, my daughter saw, um, a picture of it on the shop, and she's like, oh. "Look, mommy, it's your phone game." <laughs> so I just assumed it was there. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Nope. It's, okay. It better be coming. <laughs> um, I can't imagine that it's not. Yeah. Uh, one of the Can't things imagine that, not. that Isaac got me was um, an amiibo of Tom Nook's um, nephews or sons or whatever they are. Tommy and Teddy, I think is the name. He got me an amiibo of them. So there's got to be something coming soon. Um, I think so. Yeah. And I will actually pick up the Switch and play it then because I still have not played it yet. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> um uh, all right, I'm going to do my number two because I have a feeling, Stephen, that your number two and my number one are probably the same game. Um, so my number two is Night in the Woods. It's a little indie game, uh, 2D. It's not really a platform. It's more of a story-based thing. Uh, the writing in it is amazing. It is so funny, so fun to play. I laughed out loud lots and lots of times, like, you hear me talking about loving these Animal Crossing conversations, like Night yeah. in the Woods. That's three quarters of that game is that level of funny. Um, so uh, it's about a cat who drops out of college and comes back to her hometown. And uh, yeah, you know, when you come back to your hometown, things are always not quite as um, lovely as they seemed while you were growing up. So that's kind of what happens there. Um, it's got cute little mini games in it too, but I loved it. Absolutely loved it. So that's me. Cool. All right, Steven, what's your number two? You're going to be so disappointed because you like rolled into it before I could even talk about it. Um, <laughs> my number two is Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. <gasps> oh my oh, yeah. God. Okay. Number two. I'm, I'm yeah. shocked. <laughs> <coughs> um, you know, so am I. So I did some meditation on this in the last month. Um, and I have revisited my top two games, both of them for DLC. Mm. And, um, you know, I thought a lot about them and I listened to a lot of criticism um, that, you know, not to say that it shapes my opinions, mm. um, but... I, I, there's no way that I could, it, like, I, I, knowing and, fe you know, feeling like I did when I revisited these games, um, I, I mean, I, I had to change my mind. So, Zelda, number two. We'll talk about why 
Um, my number one choice was there, um, although everybody could probably do the math. Um, so, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is still... To, so, anybody that's like, Steve, why do you hate Zelda? Like, come on. Like, Legend of Zelda, in any other year, is my game of the year, basically. Well, it's Polygon's um, game of the year, so... Sure. Yeah. It's Polygon's game of the year. It's IGN's game of the year. Um, it's Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is the period, best period, Nintendo period game ever. Um, as far as I am concerned. Um, and you can at me on that. Um, but, like, for me, Game of the Year is the one that kind of impacted me the most. Um, you know, like, and we've talked about this on the podcast before. Farmville was my Game of the Year when it came out. Yeah. Um, and that's freaking Farmville. Um, but I, part of that is because I think about, like, the importance of the game and also its impact on me. And the reality is um, I have never played a game... Now, I don't want to say, like, that Horizon was unique, right? Like, it, I mean, it was not. It's an open-world action RPG to play a strong character. Wait, but wait, wait, wait. Let's stay in, stay in, stay on Zelda. But Zelda, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. All right, I'm sorry. I'm getting <laughs> no, going. Zelda is freaking amazing. Okay. I mean, it's got to be my number, it's got to be my number two. It would have been my number one every year, ever, other than that. But Horizon caught up to it. So we'll talk yeah. about that in a minute. Okay. Um, so, Link is, yeah, I mean, there's no story. <laughs> there isn't one. Um, and that's really what hurt it, is that it didn't have a story. There's story mm-hmm. elements there, but it's sloppy and shoddy, and I wanted to get to know these characters, and I never got to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it feels like I had an awesome vacation by myself. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm a social person by nature, so I wanted to, you know, I wanted to share that ride, and it mm-hmm. really did feel like I was on a really awesome vacation by myself. Now, don't get me wrong. It was a real cool vacation. <laughs> um, and I can't wait to play it again, you know, in a couple of years and replay it. But, yeah, man. Like, cool. it was... Th- this is this would have been my game of the year every year. Yeah. For the last, like, five. Yeah. Um, forget Overwatch. Forget Final Fantasy. Like, this game was yeah, yeah. amazing. But... Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, we'll come back um, to our... Same number ones, which I am totally shocked about. So, Regina, what was your number one? Uh, Mario Odyssey, um, which I only started playing the last two days because we got, we got, <laughs> I got a Switch surprise for Christmas um, just to tell the story. So I had told my husband um, somewhere around Thanksgiving that I wanted to get a Switch for Christmas for the family, and I was informed that we didn't have enough money to get it. And then we should put it on, on the back burner. Yeah. And then you got it. And then, yeah. well, what's funny about this is, okay, so we're opening gifts, and um, Chris went into the garage to get something, and he told Iris to get me one of the two packages they had wrapped the day before for me and bring mm-hmm. it to me. And one, of course, was the box with the switch in it, and another was, like, a little thing of accessories he had gotten. <laughs> and she's four. Not, not yet four. So, of course, she brings the little box. And it's accessories for the Switch. <laughs> and she ends it to me and I'm opening it as he walks in and I'm like looking at it like, what the, f- <laughs> what is this? Like, and, I, and then it finally dawned on me and he's like, yeah, uh, yeah, we probably should have ordered that differently. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so anyway, so um, Isaac, um, yeah, I don't want to tangent sorry <coughs> to interrupt, but Isaac kind of <clears throat> did that with me with the instant pot. Which I don't want to talk about too much on right. here because it's not cooking. But right. Anyhow, so he had bought it um, at Costco, but like the day before solstice, he's like, "So did did you order that that 
Instapot thing that, that you wanted? And I'm like, well, no, I thought you were going to look at the models and order the best one because that's your thing. And, and he's like, no, I didn't order it. So like I went on Amazon that day and ordered one because I <laughs> honestly thought that he, he did not get one. And then he came <laughs> back and he's like, did you just order that? I was like, well, yeah, you told me you didn't order it. <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, that's the first Amazon order I canceled in a very, very long time. That's funny. And, uh, so that's tangent. So sorry yes. about that, Regina. <laughs> that's okay. But, um, <coughs> excuse me. This is the first time I've been able to game and uh, have my daughter watch and mm-hmm. participate. Uh, so Odyssey definitely has <coughs> everything you're both talking about in terms of like, the same engagement we had with the franchise when we were kids. <laughs> she was getting really into playing and watching me play and <coughs> starting to help me. So, and <laughs> before I cough a lung up, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh, so my number one, Stephen, number one, are the same. See, look, Stephen, we can agree on something. <laughs> not all. It, ha- I'm, it happens every <laughs> once in a while. Well, yeah. So, um, Horizon Zero Dawn. It's an amazing game. I loved it so much. It's got a great story. It's got great gameplay that's uh, kind of unique. I love the fact that you've got to do bow and arrow for most of it, which is kind of not what you have to do in most games. Lately, strong female protagonist. Like I said, great story, great villain, great sort of twists and turns story-wise along the line. Um, yeah, it's just fantastic. I mean, I don't even know anywhere, anything else to say besides fantastic. Uh, I, I'm looking at my chibi, my chibi Aloy doll sitting on my desk and being like, I have a fantastic husband too, because he bought me that without me asking for it. But anyhow, um, so yeah, Horizon is great. I don't <laughs> Steven, do you have any other words to describe it besides like wonderful and great? <laughs> yeah, I got some things to say. I mean, okay. so the... Like I said before, right, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild would have been my game of the year just about any other year. This game, um, I have never played a game the way I played this one. Um, Not to say that it was unique gameplay, but, like, the experience of just living in this world um, was really – it was inspiring, right? Like, these – they really crafted a a cool experience – um, they made interesting characters, a cool story, um, but they made a, a they created a world that was just in spite of the fact that it was destroyed, mm-hmm. right? Because I mean, it's, this is a post apocalyptic game. Um, it was still better than the one we live in some ways um, right. because, like the um, like the like it, it, the diversity was so great, right? Like you mm-hmm. would talk to people and the like what race they were it, it, or gender they were didn't even matter. Like you didn't even right. talk about it and it didn't yeah. now admittedly there was war between the tribes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I can't like fully, you know, it wasn't like a peaceful place, but it's a, um, you know, it, that was interesting in and of itself. Um, <laughs> But the you know the combat was neat, and I really got attached to Aloy as a character, despite the fact that her name is really stupid. Um, <laughs> you know, but again, this isn't this is one of those games where like the the the, the twist, right? Like yeah, yeah. The, everything from the beginning, like the game defied my expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, man, I I and it was probably one of the best looking video games 
I have ever seen. Yeah. Um, and I don't. I wasn't even playing it on you know a PS4 Pro or a 4K TV, which, to my understanding, is where things really get bananas. Yeah. Um, and I didn't even do that. So no, my my game of the year was definitely Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. One of the things that I loved um, about it too was sort of the progression of the robots that you saw. So it was nice. You started out with some of these smaller like robots, and then you would move up. And so by the middle of the game, I was just thinking like, oh my God, what kind of animal robot am I going to see next? Um, and I think it did a really good job of sort of building that up as far as animals go. It's like, hey, here, you know, you thought that bull was like a pain in the butt. Well, you know what? Here's a giant bull or here's a giant vulture. And then here's a giant robot dinosaur. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was just amazing. I had so much fun with it. So how um, do you I both s- feel about the fact that it's number eight on Polygon's list? Don't care. <laughs> yeah. As far as, um, uh, and Stephen, I, I, I'm more comfortable saying this in front of Stephen now that he put Zelda at number two. But I tend to um, adopt my husband's sort of feelings towards that. Um, he's played, uh, my husband's played Zelda. I have not. He says it's overrated. Every single person he's talked to at work says it's overrated. So this is what happens when there's like a Nintendo Legend of Zelda-esque game. Every single outlet just loses their mind just because it's Zelda. Doesn't necessarily mean that it's a great game. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's Zelda or it's Mario. Um, so so okay, that's why well, I feel like it's number one on all of their lists. Go ahead, Steven. Uh, <laughs> it's, definitely, it's definitely not overrated. Um, that's, that's crazy talk. Um, it's still a masterpiece. So the reason I don't care, um, but it just, I mean, that just speaks to the strength of, you know, Horizon or, you know, if Nier sneaks in for some of these company uh, outlets, um, the, uh, but it's definitely not, it's definitely not overrated. Um, that's, that's bananas, but that's okay. Um, so, but I want you to feel comfortable saying things that I don't agree with. Okay. You know, I, I'm I glad. honestly, I can't make an opinion yet. I just listened to my husband I'm, and the uh, 50 or so game developers that he works <laughs> with. That's fine. That's uh, you, well, And you've met me. Well, you haven't met me, but you know me, and you know that I have no problem telling them that they're bananas crazy. And that's fine. <laughs> that's whip, wicked awesome. Um, I, I, I love them all for the okay. work that they do, but... Um, that's bananas. But the really what's happening is we don't know the, how they generate their scores. Like I don't right. not not their scores, but we don't know how they come up with their their game of the year lists, right? Yeah. And so most of them use like a weighted system kind of thing where, you know, like a, a lot of those programs are you got 15 editors, everybody gives yeah. you a top 10 lists, you point them up, and sometimes games that just if it's everybody's top 5 game it's going to win game of the year, even if it's no one's number one. And mm. no one can, like, I don't know anyone that has played Zelda and isn't, like, a crazy person where Zelda is not one of the best games they played this year. Because it is one of the best games that came out this year. Um, it just is. But, um, you know, like, I have the advantage of, I don't have to have my opinion weighted against anyone else's. Yeah. Right? I, I, so, for me... Zelda is number two, and Horizon Zero Dawn is number one. And but if we add another somebody else that that flopped those, then that would make them a tie. Even though that's not necessarily what it is. It's 
yeah. you know, number two. So that's probably what happened. Um, my opinion on that is I really don't care. I'm curious as to see individual people's lists because I mm. think that's more telling. Um, you know, Game Informer does a thing in their January issue of every, um, or their December or January issue where they list out all their editors and their individual top tens. Mm-hmm. And that's what I find fascinating, and that's what I care about, to see, like, what are the interesting games that aren't obvious, or where yeah. they put them, and where they rank them, but, like, an outlet with more than three or four editors? Yeah. I, sure, Zelda was number eight. That means they had a bunch of people that really didn't particularly care for it, or didn't play it, and didn't feel comfortable opinion opining about it, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I could care less that they put it number eight. Yeah. Cool. I mean, I don't dislike Polygon. I actually really like Polygon a lot, but... I could care less. Yeah. Congrats. Good yeah. job making a, fif- a top 50 list, which, by the way, that must have been a logistical nightmare. Right. Yeah. I was thinking that as I was going through it. I'm like, oh, God, this would take forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, they totally, they didn't include Monument Valley 2 on their list at all. And that was really surprising to me. Um, but yeah. But anyhow, lists are, you know. Yeah, everybody's opinion everywhere. Well, Um, it's like anything. I mean, it's like you know, if you go back and you look at the Academy Awards twenty years later, and you're like, what? Like, like Titanic? (laughs) Yeah, stupid things will win because they were popular, and you know, actual like works of art that like have impacted the canon. You know, didn't get picked and were passed over. Some of them not even getting a nod. You know, yeah. because, you know, it's all a popularity contest. So it's, you yeah. know, there's always that in it. I was just curious yeah. <coughs> if part of part, because part of what you both talked about was diversity being important in the story. So it's really interesting to me to have something where, you know, diversity is really important, especially in games because they have been so um, homogenous for so long. Um, so to see that kind of diversity, you know, celebrated is really important. So it's kind of a, it's kind of problematic then when they don't fall higher on these lists because that, because the representation should be, at least in my very humble doctor's opinion, helping boost them up a little bit. If you use the word doctor in it, you can't say humble anymore, but (laughs) I still, and I say that as someone who refers to you as doctor, I know um, more than many. Um, <laughs> More than I do. So, well, yeah, I, I've noticed that. Um, so, all right, well, let's take a minute then. Why, we've got a second. Let's let's do this. So, Horizon Zero Dawn is number eight. Right. Yeah. So, let's look above it. Uh, Prey. There aren't many meaningful characters in that game, and the lead <laughs> is Asian. He's a dude, though. Um, Persona 5 is number six, and that's... I mean, it's tough to say, but it's super anime. Yeah, it's so anime. like they they may as well be of indeterminate race and right. gender. Well, <laughs> uh, genders determine. You know what I mean? Because like yeah. they're just you know like it's super anime, so it's hard. Resident Evil Seven, Near Automata, um, then Mario Odyssey, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, which doesn't count, and Legend of Zelda. In my defense of Legend of Zelda, in regards to the the diversity issues, there's basically no characters in that game. Because there's no story. So Link is a dude. And has always been a dude. Right. So, I mean, there are the the champions, of which two of them are men and two of them are women. And they're, of, they're monsters. So, um, so like, I, I get what you're saying. Um, but none of these, like, 
I mean, with the exception of like Resident Evil, which I haven't played and will never play because I I want to nope. be able to sleep for the rest of my life. <laughs> um, I'm planning on playing Persona Five this coming year, um, so I'll I'll report back on that. But you know, I mean, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I, I think Horizon Zero Dawn ranked at eight compared to those other games. Um, I I I think it's I can't really find fault in them putting these other games ahead of them. Ahead of it. I, I don't have an argument. It's not my what I would have picked. Right. Mm-hmm. Obviously. But I ain't mad. Yeah. Right. You know? It's just an observation. <laughs> yeah. Whenever they put up those lists, too, I feel, I mean, I feel bad for the outlets because, you know, people do get mad. Mm-hmm. And they get stupid mad. <laughs> so, um... The- the number of people that are fuming at various outlets because Persona 5 is not winning more Game of the Year awards is a thing. Because yeah. um, Persona 5 is, from what I understand, on a masterpiece, but I've never played it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't really speak to it. But because it is like a niche JRPG, it's just not catching the, um, you know, it's not catching the, 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 the editorial teams the same way as like Zelda was, because mm. when Zelda came out, everyone except Nicole was playing it, pretty much. Yeah. Like, you didn't realize it, Regina, but you were playing it, you just didn't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know, actual platform to play it on, but I was. Doesn't matter, it was okay. happening. Like, spiritually, okay. you were playing spiritually it. Spiritually, so I was every- playing it. And, well, you know, I mean, that's just... It, but and, when, and it was an event, right? And because right, the way the game is designed, yeah. like... You couldn't go anywhere without people talking about it. Right. Well, yeah. you know, it's, it's uh, the two games we have right now are Odyssey and Chris bought Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, mm. um, which is fine, but it's not really, we've played Mario Kart before, played yeah. Mario Kart 8 before. So it's like, I was like, oh, because they wanted a party game, I think. And I really wish he would have bought Rabbids, but um, he didn't know. He didn't talk to me, so I couldn't tell him. <laughs> <laughs> Because he is obsessed with XCOM, so I'm like, you need to play this game. You need to play this game. This game is the one you need to play. It's yeah. going to make you love this console. Give it time. He'll get I, there. Yeah. And, and yeah. that, and the, fir- the first thing he said to me, though, is there's no Pikmin. First thing. <laughs> Did you know there's no Pikmin? I know there's no Pikmin. Yeah, first thing. That's funny. That's it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because um, it is the best Nintendo game that there's ever been. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. Um, so we want to talk real quickly about what we've been playing. I do, um, because I, I've started playing a game that I really, really wanted to like more, and that's Hellblade. Um, I really appreciate what they're doing with that. I think that um, I get what they're doing with that. However, the gameplay gets really frustrating because the environments in that game are so dark that you cannot see where you're going or the enemy that you're fighting or any of that kind of stuff. It's just, it's very frustrating. Now, I understand mm. from a metaphorical standpoint, yes, you're in a very dark place. Like, I get that. But at the same time, it's I, I got so frustrated, I had to put it down after a couple hours. And I was just like, I was, I was... I was mad. <laughs> I wanted to like that game so much. And when it started out, I was like, yes, this is awesome. It's doing some of this really cool stuff is sort of like um, making you wonder what you're seeing and whether it's real and all that kind of stuff. But then everything just started to turn black. And I was like, I can't run around in blackness for like 45 <laughs> minutes, not knowing what to do. Or guess what? 
There's a demon that just showed up right behind me and knocked me out because I couldn't see him. Mm. Um, but anyhow, uh, so, so like I liked at least what I played the story and I really, really liked how they were dealing with the mental health issues. It just, the gameplay just got frustrating. So, um, and then I also finally played Gone Home. It's only taking me. Oh, yeah. I saw you you played Gone Home? Did you finish it? I did. I did. I powered. I was so ready to throw up, but I powered through it. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I didn't throw up, but I was felt sick for about an hour afterward. But I was like, no, I'm going to finish this game. I just want to get through it. And yeah. I've also, I haven't started playing it yet, but I downloaded um, What Remains of Edith Finch. And I've kind of working myself up because it's the same type of experience and it's first person. So um, I got to find a time when I could take some Dramamine before I play. Mm. Um, and that hasn't happened yet. So, um, and then uh, obviously I've been playing lots of Animal Crossing Pocket Kingdom. That is, that's actually cut down on my Hearthstone playing. I haven't played Hearthstone in like a week. And uh, I used to play that thing daily. Yeah, I haven't um, played Hearthstone. Well, I've been on my deathbed, so that hasn't helped right, much. But... Yeah. 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 It's, it's, yeah. It's odd that it, ha- I mean, it's not odd. It's Animal Crossing. I love Animal Crossing. But, <laughs> but the fact that something has dethroned Hearthstone as my go to everyday game um, says something. Pretty significant. Yeah. Yeah. So, what about you guys? Have you been playing anything you want to talk about real quick? I do. Okay. Um, first off, to those listening, I apologize. My children are bringing groceries in and. I don't know, they decided that that's the time to have a huge fight at the top of the stairs (laughs) underneath, which is where I record, so bear with me. Um, I apologize. So, um, I, um, so first I want to do a quick shout out to my board game of the year, which is Saikatsu, S-E-I-K-S-E-I-K-A-T-S-U. Saikatsu means life in Japanese, um, and it's all about, uh, playing and building the most beautiful pond from your perspective, um, It's a three-player game, which is very unique. Most games are played best with two, four, or five. So the fact that it's a three-player game is um, very special. It's also one of the prettiest games that you will ever lay your eyes on. Um, It's from IDW. It's on Amazon. It's like 30 bucks. It is 100% our board game of the year. Everyone who likes board games should have it. I'm not joking, even in the least. Um, And there's even a solo variant where you can play it by yourself. Um, and cool. compete for scores. Um, it's really, really pretty. Um, as far as the games that I have played, um, the new one that I have played is Blossom Tales, which is basically a Zelda-like that is on the Switch right now. It's cute. He plays a little girl who is basically Link in a Legend of Zelda game. Um, it's told from the perspective of um, a grandfather who's telling stories to his grandchildren about this mm. girl, Blossom, um, not like my Bialik Blossom. <laughs> I, I was um, about although to that's go really there. interesting. But no, um, t- although let's be real, this game would be very different if it was her. Um, so um, it's neat. I mean, it's it's cool. It's a Legend of Zelda game, like an old two D top down Legend of Zelda game, which is really fun. Um, they they really really own into that. Um, <laughs> like they know they're making one of those, so that's really neat. Um, played some Rocket League for the fir- very first time, um, and I am enjoying that. And I'm back playing Hearthstone, and I just want to say um, that the Kobolds and whatever expansion is garbage. Really? Um, because Did I you- think the, the solo play 
Yeah. Um, the fact that you can't that you gain nothing from doing so other than a card back is really frustrating. Mm. Um, I really am disappointed. I was hoping, like people keep talking about how oh this is great, you know I'm never going to play, uh, you know Hearthstone any other way. I'm just going to play these single player, and I'm like, but you don't get anything out of it. Yeah. You're, well, I mean it's fun. You don't have to get something out of all of your gameplay. When you're playing a free-to-play game, when half of the reason why you're playing is to slowly progress and get more, then yes, I think that you should. Um, at the very least, completing a full dungeon run should count as one of your wins for the day, or something. Like, give me something incremental. Um, I think it's just, like, I completed a dungeon run, and I was like, oh, okay, I guess uh, that was neat. Um, considering how long it takes, um, the fact that I really got nothing was frustrating. And I get it, oh. it's free, but come on. Help me out okay. here a little bit. Um, but that's just me. I know they can't, like, give you a pack for every time. That's That yeah. defeats the purpose. Um, so I understand that. But they, they should help me out a little bit. Um, but it's neat. I like the new cards. I think the mechanics are kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that. That's what I've been playing. Okay. I'm being very negative about Hearthstone, which is bad because I like it. Yeah. We'll have to hope Steve Lubitz isn't listening. Um all right. Well, then I think that's he can wrap he up. can at me if he wants. We'll <laughs> we'll fight it out. Maybe I'll at him and just say, "Guess what, Steven said today." <laughs> Anyhow, sure, um, bring yeah. it. <laughs> um, all right. So that wraps it up. Thanks so much for listening. If you have questions, comments, or any feedback, you can send an email to gamingwiththemoms at gmail You can also tweet at us at gamingwithmoms. Regina is from the Geek Embassy. What's going on, Regina? Uh, we are watching Marvel's Runaways, uh, which is airing on Hulu. Uh, this week off, though, because um, coughing of the death, death, <laughs> coughing I have going on. Um, and we just can't find a time to schedule um, that works for all of us with the holidays, which is probably not yeah. too terribly surprising. Um, so we'll be back um, next week right after you hear this. You guys should see an episode go up or we'll be talking about... The last three episodes, if you're not watching Runaways and you have a Hulu subscription, you should, if only because James Marsters is such an amazing bad guy. I mean, he's just so good. Um, he's always been an amazing I bad know, guy. it's like his thing, but man, he's just, oh, it's so good. You should watch it. Um, and I love this series so much that I'm actually thinking about changing the book for my literature class to the graphic novels of mm. Runaways, because I think it would be really good for my my young college students to read. So, anyway, go check it out, and that's on the All Geek right. Embassy. And don't miss Nicole's new pieces that are up now, too. Because <laughs> she's writing for us now. Yay. I am. I'm writing about Game of Thrones, yes. which is, makes me very happy. Um, Alright, so Steven is editor and founder of Engaged Family Gaming. What's going on there, Steven? Um, being that it's the end of the year, not much. But we're getting ready <laughs> for a whole bunch of content. Uh, starting uh, on January 2nd, which is uh, when we're going to kick into full overdrive, and it's going to be bananas. Cool. I don't want to overpromise and underdeliver, um, but, you know, podcast is yeah. coming back. Everything's coming back strong January 2nd, so. Okay. All right, cool. Well, that wraps it up. I hope you guys uh, listening out there had a good holiday. Happy New Year, and uh, we'll be back next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.